Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And I know I tell you almost every week that I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about. I don't have enough exclamation point on my uh, keyboard to convey how excited I really am, because let me say hello and welcome to Mike Popovich. I've interviewed Mike before. I've been uh, listening to his teaching and watching his videos and stuff for quite some time now. And I guess the bottom line is uh, what Mike uh, lives and teaches and proclaims actually works. A lot of the things that I've done before, even being in the grace movement, if you want to call it that, haven't always worked as well as I uh, would hope that they would. So I'm just so excited to uh, to have Mike here. Mike's the real deal. He's uh, what you see is what you get. And not just on a picture on a tube, but in person. I can certainly attest to that. And Mike has just uh, has an amazing understanding and relationship with what I call what Jesus calls the only true God, his father. And what Mike is learning and doing in that relationship works with dramatic results in virtually every area of our lives. I haven't said that very well at all, but I know Mike will. So Mike, I want to turn you loose. Yeah, well, thanks. And I would say the same thing about you, Paul. Like I said, we've met each other online several times, but got to be able to spend a little time with you and Kitsy, your girlfriend. I like to call our wives our girlfriends. We still date. I thought you said it well. It really is a Paul and I were just describing before you hit the record button here is most of us, even in the grace camp, which we would call ourselves that, still have this idea of separation in so many areas when we read scripture. And somehow we're still trying to pray to this God outside of ourselves. Or when we see the words Lord, or we see the words Father, when we see the Lord God, uh, Elohim, Yahweh, we really don't accept what the scriptures say, where it says, I and the Father are one, and the same glory that he has, we have. And so, really what we're trying to do is, Paul and I were discussing just before, I was reading Corinthians again in Paul's narrative, where he says, know ye not that you are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in you, every one of you that's listening to this. And if we could grab a hold of that amazing truth, the, the same, I'm looking out my window and looking at Colorado and beautiful creation. And I go, the God who created that entire thing, simply by imaging it is what the scriptures say. I imaged it and it became. Because what else could he do? He's spirit. He's not something he can see. So he said, I, I imaged you. And then the potential in the spirit became physical reality. And he's given us that spirit. We're created in his likeness. And so it really is this, guys, is what Paul and I, what we're really just on this fabulous journey where we're trying to teach you is There's no physical limitation to this Christ in you, this anointing of God in you. There's literally nothing. I know that's hard to believe, but like you said, as uh, 
we're just trying to explore the limits of this. And I found that I can't find it. I can't find the limit. When we do these things, it's, we're just dare to believe God. And so uh, it really is as simple as this, guys. We were discussing the other night. If you look at all the prayer verses, anything that has to do with prayer, whether it's John 16 or 1 John or, you know, Mark and Matthew that believe in you have, shall receive, they're all 100% assurance. You cannot find one verse in there where it says, well, he might not, not answer prayer. You can't. We just don't believe it. And I think because most of us have been taught out of that. But you, they are 100% assurance. And what else would give you assurance but assurance? It sounds so simple. And so I would just tell you this is I don't care what it is. Everybody would go, hey, all things are possible to God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all say that. But then it says all things are possible to him who believe. Now, we don't want to make you jump through hoops to believe. What, what's really amazing is, is if you can just take this. If you can imagine something, your, your heart and mind, in my opinion, are the divine gifts of God to heal us, to prosper us, to absolutely provide anything we could ever need in any situation in life. And if we can just picture what we desire as if we already have it and the emotion of gratitude and love and peace and contentment and joy as we image what we want, as if it's already real, those are the emotions where it just effortlessly happens in our life. And can I share this testimony I just read with you, Paul? Like, see, I think it's it's really good to help. Like here's, and Paul knows is that these just come in. I've got stacks and stacks of these. So this one just came in today. This is a woman from Victoria, British Columbia says, I've battled rheumatoid arthritis for eight years. This autoimmune disease has led to many deformities. I was prescribed nine powerful drugs over the years, which did nothing for the disease. Several of them left some permanent side effects. But here's what's cool. I'm going to see her as if she's emailing me again. She goes, you won't believe this, but all the side effects are gone. And I know it will happen. I know it will happen. If I just image myself as if I'm reading an email that doesn't exist yet in the physical, but I know in the spiritual it does because all things are already available. I simply picture her emailing me and I feel my fingers on the keyboard on my computer. And I just picture myself reading an email from her going, you won't believe this. All the side effects are gone until I smile. Like once I experience that emotion, I go, isn't that, wouldn't that be awesome if that was actually true? So I know it's going to happen. So we'll deal with that later. But anyway, my lab results in June were so discouraging. So that's two months ago and painted a picture of a seriously ill person with no hope. Then I began to pray as you have taught, what I just was sharing with Paul here. My lab report this month was so unbelievably good that I thought I had someone else's results. It was a perfect report. So guys, think about that. She just started to see herself getting her lab results and the joy she would feel as if there was no more issues. So she started doing that two months ago, not praying for results, feeling the feeling as if she was reading her lab results, where she takes the time to feel it in her fingers and almost like shuddering and with this joy unspeakable of, is this real? Did I really get the right results? And the peace that over, I see, I just, it comes over me right there. Like, then I know it's done. Like, because I can imagine it and just feel that peace she would feel. And then I know it's done. A perfect report only God could have done. Then she says, I've not driven for eight years due to this illness because I had severe deformities. Then I began to picture in my mind every step to driving. So check this out, guys. So what she's doing is she then she writes what she's doing. In her mind, she's opening the door of the SUV. So she's, and you can feel it, however, you're this, the, the unique sound your door makes and the feeling, the cold metal on your hand where you're, you're pulling it open. You can't hear it creak or whatever your door does. Opening the door of an SUV, which I've never driven, I felt myself getting into the vehicle. I felt myself pushing the start button. I pictured myself 
backing out of the parking stall. So guys, you know, if you, if you have a newer car, you probably have a, a backup rear view camera. So you, you, you imagine yourself looking at that camera and steering. And if you got the old fashioned way with Paul and I grew up with, you put your arm over the thing and you look backwards, right? So see yourself doing that. I began to picture in my mind every step, opening the door, which I'd never driven, getting to the vehicle, pushing the start button, backing out of the parking stall. One day, God said to me, you're ready. Go drive. So I did. I drove as I have never stopped. We are deeply grateful for you. That's how it works, guys. If you can simply accept any picture in your mind, it's not you trying to figure it out. It's not you trying to have enough faith. All Paul and I want you to do is accept the fact that that's literally the creative ability of God in you, bringing it to pass with no effort. So you can add whatever you want to that, but that's really all we teach to receive anything that's God's freely been given to you. Well, I can certainly attest from personal experience that it does work. And I say it, I say God does work. The, the matrix works, the force, the ether, the, the connection that we have to oneness with everything. I'm seeing, Mike, that one of the things that really helps people who hope this is true, who, who want it to be true, will it work for me or whatever, I'm seeing that hearing testimonies, as you do so well reading people's testimonies, is a huge encouragement to people and going, uh, well, if that can happen to somebody in Ontario, maybe it can happen to me. So it's, it's, not, it's no longer theory. <laughs> It's not intellectual. It's not something that we read in a book about, you know, somebody uh, 1,700 years ago that uh, thought this might happen and wrote a treatise on it. Yes. Experience always trumps intellectual knowledge. And I I think, as as you said before, uh, we still have bits and pieces of this intellectual baggage of saying, yeah, well, that's not really true, or maybe it's true for somebody else, or Maybe I'm exaggerating it or whatever, but the proof is in the pudding. I know with me, so many different things as as I look back on this. And one of the exercises that I did, the Lord had me do recently was I sit outside in the morning on on my back porch. I don't have quite the view that you do in Kansas. We have one small hill, but, uh, (laughs) but I imagine (laughs) I can, I can visualize the Rocky mountains, but I, the Lord just said, Okay, let's, you know, let's go back and let's look at all these. And I started seeing things, you know, when I was in grade school and on and on and on that I, uh, I won't say visions. It's not like I had a dream when it fell in a trance and had a dream, but I had a vision in my mind. Okay, this is what I want to happen. Wouldn't it be nice if, if this happened? If I could have a band, if we could make records, if we could do TV shows. If we, and I, I just, I never doubted that it would happen. And it did. And I, I, I think about a health thing. You and I both love sports, and I, I, uh, I, I'm a real <clears throat> slow learner at many things. And when I was in my 50s, I hadn't yet learned that I couldn't play baseball. And so, you know, my son's team's playing a game, it, it was a softball game, and they were shy of one player. And I said, well, I can play. Well, like two or three outs into the first inning, I dove for a ground ball and broke my shoulder and literally tore, separated the, the tendon and the muscle. The pain was excruciating. I, you know, they take me to the emergency room and all of that and do the x-rays and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's broken and stuff. And so I, you know, I put my arm in a sling. I go through the, I, 
the test, I go visit an orthopedic surgeon and he says, yeah, we got to operate. We're going to, we're going to put your arm in a sling and you, you won't be able to use it for at least eight weeks afterwards. And, you know, there's a good 50% chance that that'll work. <laughs> and well, I wasn't settling. I just wasn't settling for that. And sometimes the pain was so bad, I'd be, I'd be walking along and it would just drive me down to the ground. So I'm wearing this sling. I went to a conference somewhere. I don't know if you ever knew or remember this guy named Miles Monroe. Oh, Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, man, he he was teaching, saying some of the same things you are. And uh, I was on the airplane coming back and sitting there. And I just felt the Lord say to me, take that sling off, go into the bathroom, throw it in the trash, and you're healed. It never hurt after that. Well, I get back home. I go, I go to the doctor and, and uh, I call him. I said, I need to cancel my surgery. And he said, well, you mean reschedule? And I said, no, cancel it. I said, they said, why? And he said, well, it doesn't hurt anymore. If I took my shirt off, you'd see it. And the x-ray yeah. show it's still broken, but it doesn't hurt. And I'm not supposed <laughs> to be able to raise my arm like that, but I can. I think that's what we're talking about here, isn't it? That's exactly what we're talking about. I think you said something really important is, to me, all the scriptures are talking about, we're all born of flesh, and the world works in certain ways, whether you call it Newtonian physics or matter pushing on matter, cause and effect. But it really is this world that we can enter into of this kingdom, which is his spirit, where it plays by different rules. So you can see that, hey, that's broken, and that's not supposed to be, ah, but there's a different rule. There's a different rule where you don't have to drag your body through time and space to heal, to receive provision, to heal relationships, to heal emotional things. That might be another talk sometimes too. What is true forgiveness? How to be free from things that happened to you 30 years ago, where you literally can rewrite the script. In quantum, there's no time or space, and you can simply enjoy a different idea or outcome. And if you accept it as true, just like you did with your arm, it defies reason. And so I just want people to know that you don't have to be the natural man or flesh man. If we, if we just tried to experience all these things by what we see, feel with our natural senses, that's Esau. That's the hairy man that scripture talks about. There's another man, Jacob, and Jacob can supplant the physical is what it talks about, that supplanter. And when he wrestles with God all night with the message in him, like, I can be healed even though I've got this broken shoulder. Now, you know what? If you can just accept as true and see your shoulder is simply completely whole and accept it as true. It will become a physical reality, whether it was that day, whether it's a week from now, but it's really just, oh my gosh, I can accept something that's true that I've pictured in my mind. And Jacob, the spirit within you will supplant the physical. And then when he wakes up, when he comes up to this, it says, ah, now you are Israel. And it says, Ish is man, Ra is what he sees and rules as. So what you see within, you are now the man that sees within and rules as God is what Israel means. So you, you, you became Israel. With your shoulder, you, the Jacob in you supplanted the Esau in you, and you can do it with absolutely anything, guys. If right now, you know, people struggle with provision and with economy and all these different things, guys, I, I could just, gosh, like blow your mind with people's testimonies. They simply went within and go, what would it be true if I had X in my account? And they imagine themselves logging onto their computer or getting their bank statement in the mail, if you still do it that way. And the joy it would feel if you added a couple zeros to it. And if you can just accept it as real, you don't have to try to figure out how you're going to do it. You don't have to come up with the idea to get it. It will become. And isn't that what he says, Paul? I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. 
the real beautiful journey is how to simply lambano it in Greek, which how do I lay hold of everything he's already been given? It's as simple as imagine it and feeling the gratitude as if you already have it. Now let it be. Yeah. I so appreciate what you said about uh, plays by a, a different set of rules. And you mentioned Newtonian science and, and of course, quantum science, quantum spirituality now is uh, showing us that uh, there's a whole different way than Newtonian science. And uh, the fact that we're not limited by time and space, and especially, maybe we'll do that in the next sure. episode, but obviously there are physical healings. We've had them, other people have them, there are financial things. There are relationship and emotional things too, as you have mentioned. And uh, gosh, we all know, and sometimes it's us, uh, that things have happened in the past. You know, we've been hurt. We've hurt other people. We don't think there could ever be any reconciliation or whatever, but we don't play by those rules anymore. Yes. I think of uh, Paul Young's great story where guy went to heaven, St. Peter met him, and uh, uh, he said to St. Peter, you know, what do I need to do to get in? St. Peter said, you need 100 points. And the guy was a pastor, and uh, he'd been a pastor all his life. And he thought, well, 100 points, that's not bad. Okay, I, you know, I've, I've been a pastor for, you know, uh, 65 years. Uh, I died when I was 85. And St. Peter said, oh, I, I guess I can maybe give you one point for that. The guy goes, oh, well, uh, I started a food pantry and we did all these one, all this kind of stuff. And half, I guess I could give you one point. This goes on for a little while. And the guy's really sweating by now. And then the town reprobate walks in and the guy who would never come to church and uh, all of this kind of stuff. And the, and the pastor knew him and everything. He just he says, hey, Pete, how you doing? And walks right on in. And the pastor says, you telling me that guy's got 100 points? Peter says, no, he just doesn't play that game. Yep. That's it. <laughs> I have to play that game. <laughs> it really is. If we would just accept some of those simple truths where ask you shall receive your heart's desire. So you'll be bursting with joy. There's no ifs. There's no limits. It says freely receive any desire you want because he's already given everything. He's a good daddy. Like you, like you talk about Paul. I've left you this beautiful inheritance. I've blessed you with every blessing in the spiritual realm. How do we access it? We go with him. We simply, like you said, don't play those rules. If you can accept any desire and start to envision yourself already experiences, if it's real, guys, it will materialize. That's quantum. That's prayer. I think they're both saying the same thing like you and I have talked over and over. Yeah, it is. Our time's about up, Mike. And before we go, I want you to tell people how they can get a hold of you. Maybe in our next episode, you can show people exactly how you do that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you would tell people how they can connect with you or they can learn. Yeah, the simplest thing, guys, is just go to the website, which is Freedom Ministries. So all one word, freedom, and then M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S dot org. And uh, everything's free there. You can log on there, and you'll see we do have some fellowships that you can join, both for overseas as well as here in the U.S. And uh, that's what it is. It's really is we're just doing the same thing Paul's doing is is just sharing the the incredibly good news that there's no bad news in the good news. I know that sounds crazy, but I, I grew up with a lot of bad news in the supposed good news. And I realized there isn't any bad news in the whole thing. It's all good. And we just want to continue to, what, what Paul's doing, I think is, is key because 
true ministry is not learning about a book. It's not spending your life in discipleship. It's telling you how amazing you already are from start to finish. And it's really just becoming alive to what you've always been. Yeah. Wow. Well, that certainly excites me. And uh, <laughs> I know it, it does everybody who listens to you, Mike. And I know it's, it will not only excite, but be a real blessing to to those who have uh, spent the last 22 or so minutes with us. And you guys can look forward, uh, you all who are listening, you can look forward to the next episode. You won't hear it till next week, but uh, Mike and I will have the same shirts on. You'll see the same Rocky Mountains out of his window. It's not that we uh, wear these shirts for a week. Well, I don't know, Mike might. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but week on the fishing trip or something, I might, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but come back like uh, next week and hear some more. So, Mike, thank you again. Thank you all for being with us for another episode of Grace to All with Paul Gray. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.